It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. there, it's Cindy Liming, your host of Your Daily Dose of Awesome. Today's episode is a little longer than most, but I hope you will take the time to listen. It's a slightly serious topic, but my guest and I have managed to make it lighthearted. So this episode would be great if you're going on a long walk or a drive. There is so much rich content in this episode. I learned so much and I know you will too. You'll become a more awesome person after you've listened. I know I have. You will treat others even more awesomely than you do now. But before I begin, a quick word for my sponsor. of you can remember the day that you learned a very important life lesson. I've learned tons of life lessons in my 44 years of life, but one particular day sticks out in my mind. It was the day I learned how to treat people with disabilities as what they are, people. Hear me out. I know it sounds ridiculous, but when you listen to my podcast, you will more than likely look back on yourself and have done something similar to someone with a disability. So my story is this. Um, the day I learned my life lesson. So one day, a few years ago, um, I am a fifth grade teacher and I had a student in my class whose name was Vanessa. And I had never met anyone like her in my life. And she was in a wheelchair and unfortunately the only muscles that worked were her eyes. Otherwise, she couldn't move at all. Attached to her wheelchair was a computer screen that could be calibrated to her eyes. So she was able to communicate by looking at words or type out words using her eyes. It was kind of amazing, really. And although she was my student, I definitely learned more from her than she did from me. But because she couldn't move or talk, I didn't know how I was ever going to get to know her. I didn't know how she was supposed to do hands-on science. She couldn't use her hands, and because I was younger and naive, I just didn't do anything. She had an aid, so I didn't have to take care of her physically. So sadly, she was just there. So one day, I walked into my room to finish my lunch, and Vanessa and her aide were in there. And all the other kids were at lunch, too, so it was just the three of us. And honestly, I felt kind of awkward because there was an uncomfortable silence, and I didn't like it. So I decided to start a conversation with Vanessa's aide. So I said, so how is Vanessa today? And catching me off guard, the aide kindly said, why don't you ask her? So see, because she was able to speak, didn't mean she couldn't communicate. Because she could not use any of her muscles didn't mean that there was not a person in there. Her 11-year-old brain was perfect. And I felt bad and I felt super embarrassed. So I looked at Vanessa and I asked her, how are you today? And she answered me using her screen. And after a few minutes of me verbally speaking and her typing back to me on her calibrated screen, I learned that we actually had a lot in common. 
Twilight was popular at the time, and we had both read all of the books, and we talked about who was on Team Jacob and who was on Team Edward, and Vanessa, who who did not have the ability to speak, actually had a ton to say. The other students and I got creative. When doing a lab, the students or myself would take our hands and place them on the equipment. And during class discussions, Vanessa could signal to me when she had her answer using her screen. And then even one day, Vanessa wanted to show the other kids her screen, so she did a little Q&A with the kids. For lack of a better word, my friend Daniel and I will talk about how to treat others with and without disabilities. So maybe I should have titled this, How to Treat Humans. And I also should preface this with my first lesson. It is okay to use the word disability. So let's dive in. Here's my interview with the host of Crippled Opinion, Daniel Spiva. Oh my gosh, are you there? Success! <laughs> okay. <laughs> this thing, okay. <laughs> All right, so I um, have met some really cool people through Anchor, and um, one of the people that I met, is, his name is Daniel Spiva, and I have him here to talk about one of the several layers of his life that I'm discovering um, every time I talk to him, so um so today we're just going to get to know Dan a little bit, and uh, we're going to go deep on some really interesting topics here. So um, first of all, Dan, what's, and is it okay that I call you Dan? Absolutely. It just kind of rolls off the tongue like that. Sure, no problem. <laughs> okay. Um, so what is the name of your podcast, and what is it about? Sure. So it's called Crippled Opinion, which for some it might be triggering, so trigger warning, um, but, but it's called Crippled Opinion because I look at life this way, right? Everyone has an opinion that's a little bit skewed one way or the other, regardless of what topic we're talking about, and that makes your opinion crippled. Otherwise, if it wasn't, it would then be called fact. In addition to the host being disabled, I like to play on words. And so that's (laughs) what it's about. So it's really a place where anyone, including myself, can have a open platform to discuss any topic whatsoever, regardless of your point of view, and feel safe to discuss that without any fear of judgment of any sort. And I... That is so important right now because I feel like the general public gets offended by everything. And so then people don't want to talk to each other and then we can't learn or grow from each other. Um, So I really appreciate that you have this podcast. So um, what was the inspiration for creating it? The inspiration was that, well, I love content, right? I love YouTube. I love being on social media, but I was always very sort of timid about YouTube and making YouTube videos every every single day or once a week. I just wasn't always big on being in front of the camera. Plus, I don't think I'm that exciting to be on video every <laughs> single week. But I still wanted a platform to talk. And I love to talk. And I had podcasted before. And I just kind of I kind of laughed at myself one day because I was just kind of thinking about maybe doing an advice show um, called Crippled Advice. 
because <laughs> because it would be one-sided advice so i'd be going through like reddit or what have you and just like give advice on random stuff i find online uh, mm-hmm. people venting and whatnot and i thought well that's kind of an opinion and then i thought about <laughs> it like well all opinions are sort of crippled and there you yeah. go <laughs> so 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 how long have you had crippled opinion i've been working on the podcast since october I believe October 20th was the first episode. So not that long, not that long. Okay. So you, but you, this is not your first rodeo though, because you've been in radio and a lot of other media prior to now. Yes. Yes. So this is my second podcast. Um, I've done uh, music shows in the past. I was a DJ in the past. I had a podcast in 2008 when podcasting was very uncool because it was very difficult and unless you knew some form of rocket science quote unquote (laughs) you couldn't do it um and it was it was a lot of fun um back in the day and i thoroughly enjoyed it uh made a business out of it and it was a lot of fun but uh you know things kind of unfolded differently and my life took a turn for a bit but i always had this hunger to get back in front of the microphone you know to get back into uh, getting back into an audience and get back in front of people and just voice something or put something back out into the world. I'm sure you have that feeling too at times. You just want to put something out there. Yeah. And, and that's really what kept drawing me back into it. But I kept thinking, you know, the music thing wasn't, wasn't always right. Like it had to be something else. And I just felt that this was a nice challenge to sort of have like a talk show set up. And, you know, one thing led to another and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love the idea of um, putting things into the world that aren't there. And right. like, like only you can put certain things out into the world. I, I love that. I think it's so interesting. So, okay. So you have the podcast, but it, but that isn't your career though. Is that something that you do on the side? It is, that's how it is yes, for me right now. Yes, It is a hundred percent a hobby project. Um, it is definitely the side hustle, as we yeah, say. Yeah, that's what I call it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it's a fun side hustle. It so is, yes. Everything yeah. about it. Um, so it's not my day-to-day. Um, I do work in marketing. Um, specifically, it's called CRM, which is Customer Relationship Management. So my job focuses on helping customers and and the, the startups or the Fortune 500 companies um, that have those customers really make sure that they're relating with their customers on all levels, whether that's helping them make a transaction or making sure that their customer service experience through the end is satisfactory. Um, so whether that's email, um, you're those confirmation emails that you get within two seconds of placing an order or those really stalkery abandoned cart emails. Did you forget something? Mm-hmm. Um, that's my job. Oh, <laughs> In okay. addition to social media channels for the company I work for as well. Okay. All right. So you are pretty busy. Yes. Um, okay. So like what are, and here's another thing. Like I just did that one. Um, gosh, I don't even remember what that episode was about where I wanted, where I was talking about, um, people, um, knowing exactly what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you were one of the, uh, listeners to that and you called in and, um, left a really great message, um, to the point where I had other people mention it. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) 
So if you could real quick, um, just kind of describe what your plans are for the future. Sure. And, you know, I've actually expanded on that further since leaving the message because, you know, it, it's a really good, a really good point that you raised on your, on your podcast episode, which is, you know, you have to put these things down somewhere. Otherwise it's just a thought. Right. right. To the point that I am actually planning on putting out a podcast episode that really hones in on exactly what it is that I'm looking to do. Um, but but I'll share this with you guys because I think it's great to put it in more than one place because accountability is important. Right. right? right. So, yeah. you know, for me, like I ha- I'm putting myself on like a two year plan, so to speak, um, for 2019, I really want to really expand my expertise and, and put myself in environments where I'm allowed to really sharpen skills. Um, I really want to grow my podcast in a way that is sustainable, even if it's just ever so slightly, um, where it's sustainable, where I can really focus on it and really you know, grow something out of it. I want to encourage myself very key word there to branch into YouTube because I feel like it's a really um, great platform to be. And I feel like it's key to be successful in the online space. YouTube is key. Um, So I really need to push myself to get into that um, for that success. But I also want to really work on having additional shows like the music show I was talking about before, really bring that back and then turn those shows into um, a a media network, so to speak. Like I really want to really start up my media company again, the production house that was involved um, with the old show and really just go full force with it. You know, I mean, because like I said, my problem has always been I've been the idea guy, Mm -hmm. but I suck at the execution because I don't give myself enough credit. Like being 100% real, I don't give myself enough credit And that's something I'm really hoping to change in 2019 and going forward. Yeah, you really, I really like how you have that all mapped out. I've got to work on that for myself. Right. Um, But, um, okay, so what we're here to talk about today, though, is that, uh, and I didn't know this at first about you, but you do have a condition. So if you could um, kind of describe what your condition is. Sure. So I have what's known as cerebral palsy, which to be to be very upfront with everyone, like cerebral palsy is different for everyone. Okay. So my what I call my version of cerebral palsy is um, spastic, meaning that um, as I'm getting around, as I'm maneuvering, there are parts of my body that are constantly tight, which makes it difficult to to fully relax or to give you a visual like if you take your arm and you fully extend at the elbow and you're able to get a, a pretty straight arm, my arms might not necessarily be able to go at a 180 degree angle makes sense because of the spasticity in the muscles and so that affects what's called range of motion so things like stairs and things like that can be can be difficult so I get around on crutches and a wheelchair for long distances Um, but that is the condition and it's caused by uh, at least in my case uh, brain bleed uh, due to forced oxygen oh okay 
Oh, okay. Yes. Cause that was going to be one of the other questions that, mm-hmm. um, that is going to come up in a little bit. Um, yeah, because what, really what, um, I think if I think back, because I've met so many people through anchor, um, I think your show was one of the shows that I was um, going to review. I put that mm-hmm. post out there about reviewing a whole bunch of shows, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I still am not done. So you know, little side out. note: I truly didn't think you were going to get to my podcast because you had so <laughs> many. So the fact that you got to yeah. it, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, I went through my um, my. Honestly, what I ended up doing was going through my private messages to so whoever sent me a private message. I just worked up the list, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of like a first come, first serve. And then now I'm like. I got out of it because I got super busy, but um, I really am going to go and review those other ones. But um, but I remember listening. The one that I happened to listen to, um, and I've listened to other shows so since I've found you, mm-hmm. but um, really, uh, I thought it was really interesting because um, you were very open about your condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, wow, I feel like um, people need to know, like, what you were talking about. So um, that's why I contacted you right away and I wanted to get to know you. Um, so, so, you know, and my listeners know that I am a fifth grade teacher mm-hmm. and my students are a very special part of my life and mm-hmm. they drive me crazy, especially this week, but I love them. So those of you in my class who are listening, I do really love you, but, <laughs> but um, I've included them in um, a couple episodes in the past and they really enjoy being a part of that um and so you knew this was coming so I sat down with a couple of my fifth graders and um and we talked about uh talked about you and your condition Mm -hmm. and um and they very much can relate to that um because they you know they're around other people that have you know different things going on in the school and so they were very interested in um wanting to ask you whatever Mm -hmm. and very excited that they actually had a person who was willing to just allow them to be free Mm -hmm. um, to ask anything and just so open and um and actually anxious and excited to um hear what they had to say Mm -hmm. so and i i want to preface this too because if there are any adults out there just waiting to snap and be triggered we talked about this up front and i told her I, i told cindy that she could ask me anything there were there were no boundaries, um, so there's there's no reason for for me or anyone else to be offended. She right. has all the reins to do, to ask and say whatever she needs to say, and she gave me the same license back. So we're gonna have a very open dialogue here. Yes, and and I should also say that um, that uh, you know this is coming from fifth graders. Yes, because um, I really like their openness and their rawness um and they're just not they're not tainted but they're like in their um generation um they're so it's so different now for them they're so open to you know people of color and people with disabilities and um I'm really proud of my kids um for not um what's the word I'm looking for um singling out people um like when I, when I was growing up, like when I was growing up and I am much older than you, Daniel, um, <laughs> things were very different. Um, if you were different in any, any way, shape mm-hmm. or form and kids today really aren't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but so my questions are all coming from fifth graders. And I also just want to remind listeners that this is, this is Daniel Spiva's opinion. So yep. you're not speaking for everyone 
who has the same condition as you. Just because <laughs> people could disagree with you, and that's totally okay. Right, and I appreciate you saying that because I was very prepared to say that as well. Like I, I don't speak for everyone with a disability. I don't speak for everyone with cerebral palsy. I don't speak for all young people. You know, we all are very similar. We might all have similar opinions, but we all have different perspectives and might come to a different conclusion, whether that's slightly different or very different. So take what you can from, you know, what we, what we come across here, what I have to say here, but understand that, you know, your, your best bet is to handle each circumstance with uh, an, an individual perspective. Yes. Okay. So you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Also, for, for context, I'm 28. For context, yes. I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the, the, the children that came up with the questions are like 10 and 11. Yes. But again, very excited to um, ask these questions. Yes. Okay, so, um, so the first question is, what frustrates you about how you are treated sometimes? <sighs> Just going right in there. <laughs> <laughs> The assumption that I am of a child, a childlike mind. The assumption that I don't have the capacity to think as an adult. Okay. Meaning, like I'll give you a very specific example. You go to the movie theater, you're sitting in the movie theater with your family or your friends or what have you, and you're minding your own business. And as people are filing into the theater, a random stranger comes up to, comes up to you and says, Hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Are you excited for the movie? And like talking a little bit loud as if you can't yes. hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as if I don't have the capacity to understand. And, and I said, yes. Are you here with your family? <laughs> yes, I was until you interrupted me. well i'm so glad you're here and they bend down and put their hand on my knee i'll check with you after and i'm thinking (laughs) oh please don't mind you this is a very real experience that happened yeah oh yeah 100 percent. i actually can relate because because i'm part asian um i've had people come up to me and speak very slowly and loudly Mm-hmm. And, yep. and I kind of get the slowly part, like maybe I don't speak English, so they need to talk slowly. But um, but the loud part, like I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> Neither <laughs> do I. There's nothing on me that looks like maybe I can't hear. But <laughs> but you know what? Like you know when that happens, I just kind of laugh to myself because it is. It's just a funny observation. I don't. Yes. I don't take offense to it. I just think it's kind of funny. Um. Okay. So I guess like some of these questions, maybe I'm a little out of order but you already said that you're in crutches and is that mm-hmm. sometimes it is i will tell you it's about a 70 a 70 30 split so 70 percent of the time i will be in the wheelchair to be hands-free and then 30 percent of the time i'm on crutches okay mm-hmm. okay so one of their questions was like as far as being in the wheelchair do your mm-hmm. arms get tired from pushing the wheels well this is the fun part. Okay. So I will tell you this, that when I used a manual chair, the answer to that question was a yes and a no. Um, yes, being that uh, as I got older, 
it became more challenging. So over time, yes, you know, that is a possibility. And of course, if someone is in a manual wheelchair and that is their mode of transportation, they might get some form of fatigue. Um, but at the same time, it is a great form of exercise for them. And they're so used to it that a lot of manual wheelchair users don't necessarily feel the fatigue. It's their way of, um, their way of getting around. So I would pose you to think of it just as you walking. When you walk every day, if you were to walk um, constantly from point A to point B, would your legs get tired at some point? Absolutely. Do you recover? Absolutely. But for us in that circumstance, it would be the same. Now okay. for me present day, I, I get around in a power chair. So I don't have to worry about that so much. That being said, um, my hand might get tired every once in a while. If I'm at the mall, it's like, okay, y'all gotta quit. I gotta adjust my wrist for like two seconds. Okay. okay. Um, all right. Here's the next question. Can you drive? I currently do not have a license. Now I will explain this a little bit just so that everyone has a little bit of context. Um, being it, can you drive uh, is kind of a broad question because driving is very different for people with disabilities in some circumstances. So there are modifications that can be made that open up the ability to drive for a lot of people. Um, some do it well and some do it successfully. It is a very uh, difficult process to be able to drive uh, with a disability because we go through extra tests to make sure that we have the physical ability and the mental ability uh, to, to do the driving safely for not only ourselves, but for others on the road. Uh, but do I personally drive at this moment? No, I do not. Um, but it is something I'm working towards. Okay, so when you have to be driven, do you just have friends and family that drive you somewhere then? I do, friends and family. I like to say, like anytime I meet any new people, they're like, how do you do what you do? And I like to sound like I have like a million dollars. Like I have staff, you know, <laughs> but I actually do. I have, I have staff, personal staff um, that assist me with things like that. And of course, as you were saying, friends and family as well. Okay. Um, I've noticed though you're breaking up just a smidge on your end. Just a smidge. Is that any better? Yes. That sounds better. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, Okay, here's the next question. Do you want our help? Like when they when I'm saying our like the like people around you, do you want the help? So that's a very that's a very broad stroke question. Um, it, it can be different answers for different scenarios. Um, if I'm with a friend and let's say we are going out to eat. And let's just assume that I'm on crutches, right? Right. I'm very vocal with my friends where I will say, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to get it done. This is your role mm -hmm. in getting that done so that they know what I need. Okay. And that's how things get done. Now, if that conversation does not happen with your friend or your family member or whatever the case might be, let them do their thing. 
right? And okay. just make yourself available and say, if you need anything, let me know. I'm here. Okay. Make yourself available. And then they will speak up and say, hey, could you do X for me? Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, if you've not had that conversation, I mean, in a sense, you would treat you would want to be treated the way anybody else would. Most so definitely. like for example, like if I'm carrying a whole bunch of bags and I need help and somebody sees that, they would probably come up to me and say, Hey, can I help you with that? <laughs> Absolutely. So like if you have the appearance of being of struggling <laughs> like anybody else, yeah. one should say, Can I help you with that? Absolutely. But I will tell you this too. Um a lot of my friends have a tendency to ask that a lot because to the outward eye, certain things that I do, it appears as though I'm struggling. So mm -hmm. if they say, no, I got it, please don't rush to their aid, even though they've said no. That is the quickest way to get slapped upside the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Like, like, don't do it. If, if, if someone says, no, I got it, please respect their wishes and don't assist unless you see that they are like about to fall or physically harm themselves, then of course step in, but otherwise let them be, let them be out of respect. Does that make sense? So, but you, but you, you appreciate someone saying first, Hey, can I help you with that? Oh, most definitely. Or, or better yet, do you need any help? Would you like, okay. would you and then like you assistance? Say, no, I've got it. I've then, got it. Then let them be. Yes. Because okay. independence is key. Yes, I agree. I agree. Okay, um, next question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you want people to ask you what happened? Because you probably know this by now. When people see you, they're probably thinking that. Mm -hmm. So would you, how would you feel if somebody said, hey, what happened? I don't like the question, um, the very specific question. Um, there's a way to ask that is not what happened, quote unquote, if that makes sense, what I'm, what I'm saying. Does. So the question itself is not the problem. It's how it's worded. I'm sure we've all heard the phrase here. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Right. Um, because sometimes when people ask the question just like that, it, ca it catches me off guard because I'm not in their head. They are. Mm -hmm. So when they mm -hmm. ask the question, what happened? My immediate response, nine times out of 10, is when? Right. What? What are we talking about? Because one thing I will tell you is that anyone with a disability of any sort will tell you that their disability is not on their mind 24-7, right? Right. So that question, right. what happened, and similar questions like it, that they're kind of like, they're really off-putting because we're not thinking about it, but that goes to show us that you are, and therefore you're distracted from what's really important, which is getting to know the person and not the disability. Now, mm -hmm. if you want to know about the disability, get to know the person first, and the disability information will flow naturally. For example, if you are getting to know a friend who happens to be a wheelchair user, and you ask the question, let's say, do you play sports? Now, it might sound funny to ask someone in a wheelchair if they play sports, but bear in mind, wheelchair sports do exist. And then right. they'll say, well, no, I don't play sports because, you know, I can't push that fast. And, you know, I, I can't dribble a ball while pushing with one hand or what have you. And then you're learning a little bit about their limitations. 
if you want to know more beyond that, then just say, you know, I'm a little curious about this. Do you mind if I ask you about how you achieve blah, blah, blah? You know, most people with disabilities, they're willing to give the information, but it's Mm -hmm. all about how you present the question. Because if Mm -hmm. you make it about the disability and wanting to know about the disability, we're not going to want to answer you because you're just wanting to know about the disability and nothing about us. Right. I, that I, okay. I totally do understand that. Um, so when I'm asking you this though, like put yourself in a 10 year old's shoes. Definitely. Because you know, that's what they're thinking. Oh, definitely. And they don't want to, um, you know, they don't ever want to hurt anybody's feelings, but you know, it's going to be on their mind. Absolutely. Start with the, how so, are you? Okay. So start with, how are you? Start with, how are and, you? And just having regular conversations. Yeah. What's your favorite well, color? You know, what do you like to do in your free time? You know, do you play games? What's on your phone? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, what do you do with your parents on the weekend? You know, things like that. Start with that. And then they might say something and then you might be curious about how they do that. And you could say, well, how do you do that? You mm-hmm. know, or, or you could even say, like, if you truly want to know, you could very simply say, do you mind if I ask, you know, how you ended up X, how you ended up in the wheelchair or how you, why you're on crutches or mm-hmm. why you use a wheelchair? Because then it's not about the circumstances at which it happened, but more or less why that's the case and that that then it becomes like a concern right I'm asking because I'm concerned about you not because I want to know about your disability does that make sense I hope I yes yes and I feel like that's kind of like what happened with me and you yes because I didn't I didn't know nope I mean I can't see you (laughs) either (laughs) I'm waving it's kind of a different situation yes but um but I mean which I guess in a sense makes that all the more um, valid about what we're talking about right now, because Mm -hmm. I, I did not know, Mm -hmm. like, and and I got to know you first and Mm -hmm. then it kind of came out. Right. So um, I guess the way that I got to know you would be the appropriate way. Oh, most definitely. So like making friends first and then it'll come naturally because that's what happened with you. Definitely. And And I would encourage your classmates, you know, to do, you know, your students to do the same, like, (laughs) excuse me, get to know your classmates, right? Get to know all of them the same way, because I will tell you, Anyone that's different in any way, shape, or form, if you treat them differently, they know right away. Even if you're not trying to be mean, they know Mm -hmm. right away. Treat everyone the same. Treat everyone equally. And everyone will appreciate you for that. And that's the best lesson you can learn now. And that will help you so much in life. And you'll have so much richer friendships for it so just treat everyone equally and everything else will fall into place okay this is good stuff okay um okay here's another one Mm -hmm. okay remember out of the mouths of 10 year olds (laughs) okay so the next one is should we feel bad for you absolutely not because and i'm going to speak in the context of first person for myself i don't feel bad for myself and when you, when you start feeling bad for me, then either A, you're going to give me a bad day because mm-hmm. now you're making me think that I'm missing out on something. 
Or okay. B, you might make that person angry because they have great self-esteem and you're trying to remind them of something else. And in the sense, tearing them down, trying to think of another way to put that, uh, making them feel less than or, or less of a human being because they just happen to be different, right? We're all the same here. We're all humans, but we all are different. Some of us are more different than others. Some of us just have more visual differences, right? But regardless mm -hmm. of whether or not you are what we would call quote unquote normal or don't have a disability, you're still just as normal as the classmate or just as different as the classmate sitting next to you who also happens to not have a disability. You just can't see those differences. So mm -hmm. why would we call it? Why would we feel bad? Oh, wait, hold on a second. Yep. You're breaking up again. Any better? No. Yes. Okay. That's good. Okay. Why, why would we feel bad for your, for your classmates sitting next to you who visually appears to be just the same as you, but might have differences that you can't see? The same applies for, di for disabilities. Why would you feel bad? Even if, they, okay. even if they might not have the best self-esteem and they might have, you know, struggle accepting themselves, don't, don't compound it. Don't make it worse by feeling bad for them. They want to feel better. And if you feel better about it, so will they. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. I know that's a long yes. answer. No, it does make sense. Okay, here's the next one. Um, do you get uncomfortable? Uncomfortable in the sense of day-to-day -day life? Like pain or? Um, I, yeah, I think, yeah, just like, like, does your condition make you uncomfortable? Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. And again, this is to my unique situation. Every situation is different. Um, if you stood about... 20 hours of the day would your feet get tired yes same goes for me sitting in a wheelchair for that amount of time my booty gets tired <laughs> okay <laughs> um but for me personally is it uncomfortable uh, nine times out of ten no i'm very lucky in that sense um there are a lot of people with cerebral palsy that have what's called a muscle spasm and it's sort of like a for comparison, it's sort of like having a headache in your arm or headache in your knee or a headache in your hip, right? And there's nothing you can do to control it. It just happens because your body is saying to relax, but the brain is saying, nope, you need to tighten up. And it happens so quickly. It's kind of like taking a rubber band and mm -hmm. flicking it across the room and then immediately grabbing it and stretching it again, just like real quick in the matter of a second or two. And, you know, those are very painful. If any of you have ever gone through a growth spurt, those can be painful. Yeah. Um, it's the, basically the exact same thing. And if you haven't gone through a growth spurt, brace yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> My son is six foot seven and we've dealt with the pain. I guess. Yes. yes. So it's just like something that you can't really control. So like, mm -hmm. just like other things, other conditions, like growing, it does mm -hmm. get uncomfortable sometimes. It, it does. It does. And everyone, you know, like I said, has varying symptoms. I am very lucky that I have never experienced any abnormal discomfort 
as a result of my disability in my day-to-day life. Okay. Um, Okay. I think you kind of answered this next question a little bit. Um, Like, okay, so we already know you've, um, that you use crutches Mm -hmm. um, because one of the questions was, um, do you know what it's like to not be in a wheelchair? But um, I think in other words, though, they wanted to know, and I think you answered this already though, but you've always had this condition since birth. I have. So one thing I will tell you with CP, cerebral palsy, is that it always, well, it happens at birth in most cases. Um, Other than that, um, I will put it to you this way. It is 100% um, man-made, typically caused by error. Um, Nine times out of 10, it's doctor's error. Um, And in the early 90s, um, it was very common practice to give any preemie, which is a, a child born early before the term, um, they would give forced oxygen. They assumed that the, the, the baby, the child wasn't breathing. So they would give that child oxygen. And in my case, I was breathing fine. And so they compounded that oxygen that I was naturally intaking with synthetic oxygen and that caused brain damage. Oh, so for me, I've never experienced anything less, which if you don't mind, I'm going to segue into another point. um, Cause I know that you had asked, should I, should I feel bad or should anyone feel bad? Please don't say I'm sorry. Please don't. But I get that all the time when I'm trying to get to know people and make friends and they ask me questions about my disability and I explain it and go into all detail. And then the only thing that they can say is, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. well, then that being said, because I was about to say that, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what this is all about. This isn't this is like an educational piece here that we're doing Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I know a lot of people. Um, probably are thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. So what would be the appropriate response then? Like, oh, so when you go through and you tell, like if, if somebody says, well, I want to know what happened and then you tell them and then what, what should be the appropriate response? Well, whatever's natural other than I'm sorry. Um, I've had some people say, oh, that's cool. Or which, you know, depending on the context could either be a good response or a bad response. Right. Mm -hmm. So like some people that I'm, that I'm getting to know would say, Oh, that's cool. And then they would follow that up with a follow-up question because like for me, like I'm 28. And so they know I'm working because they've already asked me like, what do I do for a living? Right. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, I see that you're disabled. What happened? Or, you know, what's going on? And I give them the details and they say, Oh, that's cool. But how do you work? You know, so it leads into um, other questions. But like, it's a hard question to answer because it's a case by case situation, meaning every situation is different. Um, As you're getting to know people, you have to learn how to sort of read the the situation right yeah and of course because well, like the natural response is like if I didn't say anything I would almost feel like I was being rude right you know like I don't I mean I, I don't well it, it all comes down to how it's explained right so like mm-hmm. I can explain it in a nonchalant light-hearted way so if okay. someone were to say to me after I explained it and they said oh that sucks I would say, you know, it kind of does, you know, <laughs> and then just move on, you yeah, know. Okay. So it just depends on how it's delivered. Like you, you really have to 
feel out how they are delivering it to you to really mm-hmm. know how to respond. But don't, and, and I, I've, I've taught this to a lot of people when I was a customer service trainer, like don't assume the response. Don't be ready with your response. Like truly listen to what's being said and how it's being said. And that will better prepare you for mm-hmm. a response that's natural to the conversation. And the person you're communicating with will, will be very happy with that. Okay. Okay. Cause like, I just, like I was saying, like I, you, like uh, in a conversation, you would need to respond by saying no, something. No, most definitely. So like sometimes when I'm not totally sure, and this is just, and, and kids really need the script, like right. at this age. So like, right. like one thing I, my go-to response a lot of times might be, oh, that's interesting. Right. Or tell so me more that, about it. Yeah. Or tell me more about it. I like that. Like, I really like trying to give well, probing not just questions. kids, but just the general public, like the words to use. Right. Probing questions, as we call it. Like, okay. well, how more can you, how more, how, how can you more open up the conversation versus a, a wall, so to yeah. speak? Because something like, oh, I'm so sorry, just kind of shuts it down. Because right. then you're taking a, a, a lighthearted or at least a, you know, neutral conversation and just being a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Right. No, nobody wants to take the fun out of it. Right, kids? Like, you don't want to take the fun out of it. It's fun to learn about people and how they're different. So make it fun for them and make it fun for you. That's what's important. Well, I think part of the problem is, um, like, kids have a hard time even having a conversation because Mm -hmm. they're used to texting or Snapchatting and Instagramming Mm -hmm. and and all of those things. And um, I feel like having a conversation is kind of a lost skill like Mm -hmm. it needs to be taught that's why it's like a like for you to give us the words to use is very very helpful Mm -hmm. so okay so I've got a couple more sure um okay one of their other questions was can you walk a little bit like unassisted um no okay not walk I can stand briefly okay but I cannot walk unassisted no okay um the next question, what, what do you, what do you need help with on like on a daily basis? Well, that's a cool question. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. that. Um, well, that is where my staff comes in. So I, I again, I want to preface that everyone with CP has differing circumstances. Um, when I was born and diagnosed, my therapists and doctors would call me a rare breed. And in that, what, what they were saying, particularly my physical therapist when I was younger, she was saying that medically, it was very rare to find someone with CP in my state. I'm kind of what I like to call a hybrid in that if you had a scale on the left-hand side, you know, you've got your, your individuals that have cerebral palsy, for example, and you just can't tell. And then on the Right-hand side, you've got people that can't get out of wheelchairs, might not be able to speak um, verbally um, or what have you, like really severe cases. And I'm smack dab right center in the middle. Okay. So that puts me in a situation where a lot of things I can do 90% of the way. For example, um, going through your regular daily routine, like bathing and showering and things like that. I can do 90% of that. However, 
due to what I was telling you guys before about the range of motion limitations, mm -hmm. getting in and out of the bath is near impossible for me without some form of um, help, at least swiveling, swiveling legs in and out um, or lifting me in and out. The same goes for getting in, in and out of cars because thank you, dad. I'm very, very tall, which is the <laughs> worst for someone that has range of motion issues or difficulties with his legs. Like it's the worst. Mm -hmm. Again, thanks dad, because all <laughs> the men in my family are at least six feet. So oh, okay. it's the worst. Um, so like getting in and out of vehicles, you know, that's a challenge, you know, just because, you know, I've got to get past the door and doors never open enough, okay. you know? Um, so things like that. And again, it all goes back to, you know, telling my friends, you know, what it is that I need, um, you know, before, beforehand, you know, outside of that, you know, I'm pretty independent, you know, I'm very lucky um, to be in a situation where um, I can do most things efficiently on my own. Um, and again, that it's rare in my case, but I'm very thankful for that. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Next question. Um, and we're, I have three more Oh, you're so, fine. from the kids. So yes. um, what, what's the most frustrating thing? If you had to pick one thing that's frustrating, what's the most frustrating thing? Do you mind if I get deep? Yeah, get deep. And um, mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but because this might make her sad. But I think I think I've talked to her about this before. But um, there are times where because I'm right in the middle, I get very frustrated because mentally I don't see myself as disabled. Mentally, I think like a fully able-bodied individual because my family never viewed me any differently. There was never any single, any singled out moment where, oh, we can't do this because Daniel can't, right? Mm -hmm. So I never, ever, ever had any special way of thinking. It was just like anyone else in the world. But on the flip side of that, I might when I say, oh, I'm going to go do X and then be like, oh, crap. I can't do that. Physically, I'm not able to do that. But for two seconds, I thought I could. And, okay. it, and it sounds funny, right? But you get to a point where you do that enough and you just get upset. Like I have truly had days where I feel trapped in my body because mentally I want to do and I know how to do, but I can't. Okay, so like just just certain things you just you get it in your head that you can and then you have the realization that you can't and then you become frustrated. Correct. So it could be just like what like what specifically? I'll like go, when I'll, what what's what specifically have you been frustrated with? I'll go back to the driving scenario. Right? I know mm -hmm. how to drive. Okay. I know what it takes to drive, but I can't. Because your body won't do it. It just, it won't happen. Right. It won't happen. And that becomes very frustrating. It becomes very frustrating. Like, for example, the reason why if I were to drive, I wouldn't drive with a standard setup um, because my, my reaction time is off. So I wouldn't be able to use the pedals necessarily. It would have to be 
hand controls for my left side because my my right side is often my hand my 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 hand on the left side because I use it so much for just like everything it's pretty on par um but I wouldn't be able to do it the the traditional route um so so there's so there's that you know that's one example um but usually when it comes up it's really off off the beaten path things that that I might want to do in my life in general like hop on a plane and just go to California because I feel like it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it it doesn't work that way for me. Like there are things that I just want to just drop and do. And I can't because my life requires planning. You know, that's mm-hmm. where a lot of my friends get frustrated with me. And, and, you know, kids, you know, listen carefully when I say this, right? Like friends get frustrated with me because I can't be spontaneous I can't just do something just because someone said, oh, let's do this because it requires planning because mm-hmm. I can't do certain things on my own. Like there was one time where a friend of mine wanted me to come over at midnight and I'm thinking, well, that sounds lovely and everything, but I don't have shoes on and uh, I can't put them on without help because uh, I can't bend down and put them on and mm-hmm. my staff is not going to come to my house at 930 <laughs> at night. And even if they did, I would feel guilty not giving them some extra cash. Right. right. And I can't afford that. So, okay. you know, if you're going to have, if you're going to be friends with someone and you want them to be spontaneous that, and they have a disability, be understanding of that, right? Like it would be more appropriate if that friend says, hey, you want to come over? I'll come over to your house right now put your shoes on and we'll come back to my place. Okay. Be understanding and be aware of the limitations and knock those roadblocks out of the way. Okay. Versus knowing that they're there and just pretending like they're not there because that shows you're being mindful and you care. Does it make sense? Yes, it does. And it's those things that make everything about being disabled very frustrating when the outside world doesn't think those things through when the outside world just pretends like it doesn't exist that's what makes it difficult Mm -hmm. and i think though that would come with getting to know you and getting to know what it does so like like on your end you would have to be somewhat patient with people who are getting to know. Oh, you, most guess. definitely. And I will tell you, anyone with a disability is more than willing to be patient because we want to know you. And the fact that you're taking the time to get to know us means the world to us. Okay. It means the world that's, to us. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, my next question is, have you ever had surgery to fix the disability so that's um that is a, a a definite yes um i have had at least five surgeries in my life um not necessarily to to fix per se um it would be to to allow more um more more range of motion to go motion. back to that yeah, term that's what i was thinking mm-hmm. yeah. so the thing about cerebral palsy for example is it it worsens over time because your body is constantly telling your muscles to tighten, 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 which is the exact opposite of what your body does naturally, right? Mm -hmm. So what they will do is they will do a hamstring loosening surgery. 
And what that does is it basically reverses what your body or your, your brain, so to speak, in this case, is telling your muscles to do. Now, everyone, everyone's CP is different. So mine happens to affect my hamstrings the most. And then the hamstrings are, you know, they're right behind your leg. So above the knee and right on the backside of your leg, if you feel that, that's your hamstrings. And that's where a lot of my tightness comes from um, for, for most of my limitations. And my right side is affected more than my left. So I'm a lefty um, as a result of, of the CP. Um, but I've had five surgeries, different surgeries. Four of them were for hamstrings. Um, one of them did hamstrings and perineals, which are in your feet. Um, and then I did have eye surgery as well um, because I have two conditions with my eyes. So I have disjointed eyes and I have a lazy eye. So what disjointed means is that I can look through one eye independently of the other. And I actually oh. do that 99% of the time. And in addition to that, I have a lazy eye. So depending on which eye I'm looking through, it might look like I'm not looking at you, but indeed I am. But in a way, it's kind of cool because I have, I have 180 degree vision as a result. Um, <laughs> so it's actually really cool because I can see a lot through my peripheral vision if I, huh. if I choose to. Um, and it was funny because like when I was working on the music show, I did a concert in 2008 and my headlining act uh, came down and we were friends. So we had we had dinner afterward and we had never met in person before. And I just remember him him looking at me and my dad looking at me like, and like, are you looking at him? And I'm like, yeah. And so he <laughs> sticks his hand out next to me. And goes to the peripheral vision on my left hand side and goes like this. He's, and I said, I can see your fingers going up and down, buddy. I know what you're doing. I see it. I can see. It's like, okay. I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I can see everything in the room. See that blue shirt over there in the corner? And he's like, draw on the floor, you know, like, you can see that? I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> well, that would be interesting to see, like, what you see. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. Here's the last question. Sure. Okay. So have you ever been bullied, abused, or insulted? Yes, yes, and yes. And how did you deal with that? Depends on which one we're talking about. Um, the insults, I've gotten over them. Um, the insults, they come and go. They come in different forms. Um, what was the first one? Have you been bullied, abused, or insulted? So, so bullies, um, you know, I was absolutely um, called four eyes in school, um, most definitely. Um, I remember when I was in elementary school, m my good friend, I don't even know how I remember his name. I I'm pretty sure it was Nathan. My memory is crazy sometimes. Um, but I remember, like, we were good friends, right? And then April first rolls around and we all know what april 1st is mm -hmm. and when i was in school i don't know about schools now but i know when i was in school back in the day back in my day um, <laughs> we april fool's day was a big thing and it was allowed to to be acted on and my friend shows up on crutches 
with a fake broken leg. Okay. And I didn't think that was the best thing. I actually considered it to be bullying because I genuinely thought we were close. And I wouldn't think that someone that was friends with someone with a disability would choose to walk around with a fake cast and crutches all day. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, my immediate response and kids do as, do as I say and not as I not as I would want to do. Um, my my initial thought now would be like, if you really want a broken leg, I can give you a broken <laughs> leg and then we'll see how you like it. You know, <laughs> but no, no one ever act on that or say that. <laughs> right. But but, you know, that that was my thought. And I was very I was very sad. I was very hurt by it. Um, abused, yes. Um, in relationships, you know, it's very difficult. Um, people take advantage, you know, if they if they see an opening. And it took a long time to get through that. Um, I won't go into details on um, this podcast, but I will say this: you get through it by learning about yourself. And this is true for everyone, right? You learn about yourself, you understand your internal value and appreciating and loving yourself. And it sounds really mushy and really weird and maybe really gross, but it is absolutely the truth that you love yourself. And when you value yourself, those things won't happen either A, because you see them coming a mile away, or when they do happen, because they happen to the best of us at times, you eventually learn, I deserve better in yeah. any circumstance, whether it's a, you know, romantic relationship and all the kids go, ew, or, <laughs> or a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so I mean, I totally to feel that. like confidence, confidence is key because, I mean, my students know I was bullied my entire school life and it, and a lot of it was because I didn't have any confidence and I didn't like who I was and people mm-hmm. were saying horrible things to me making mm-hmm. me believe it and you know mm-hmm. like when I talk to the kids about bullying today and when somebody's mm-hmm. bullying them it's like you know they're not you're not the one with the problem really like I like I really wish I could right. go back in time and say you know why are you why are you so concerned about me? You know, right. like, <laughs> why don't you go do you, you know, why don't you don't need to worry about me? I mean, I want to, um, I want to tell your class something that I find to be very important because I find that if I, if I had had this, I probably would be better in the confidence department. Now, like I struggle with my confidence. Like I might sound really confident and really self-aware, but I will tell you, that my biggest struggle is acceptance from other people because people will get to know me and they think that I'm really great and really cool. And they're like, Hey bud, let's hang out. I'm like, that's great, but I don't drive. You're going to have to come and get me. Well, that's mm-hmm. no problem. Well, by the way, I walk on crutches. And if we go somewhere with tile, you're going to have to make sure that I don't slip and fall. Do you mind grabbing my arm as we walk? Oh, sorry. Or they don't even address it and they just cut off all communication. Mm. And when that happens to you enough, you start thinking that there's something wrong with you and that you need to do something different. And that really hurts and you start beating yourself up internally. Mm -hmm. And I would say to your students, like, don't ever let a roadblock that makes you uncomfortable ever stop getting to know someone. 
even if you're unsure if you can handle the situation, let's say hanging out with someone with a disability that might be different, don't let that don't let that stop you from at least having a conversation at school. Encourage them to have lunch with you, or better yet, you go and have lunch with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because I remember when I was in school, no one had lunch with me. I had lunch with the teachers because nobody would have lunch with me, or I would have lunch on a isolated table which I know now is not allowed right Um, but they had an isolated table for me because I made one of my teachers very upset because I was slower and she was like you can't have lunch you have to finish the assignment during lunch period which again not allowed anymore but in Mm -hmm. 1992 that was a thing Mm -hmm. um see kids I'm old um no you're not because 1992 (laughs) is when I graduated from high school (laughs) don't even go there (laughs) So, um, okay. And then, um, so I'm going to wrap this up, but, um, what do you have any like last minute thoughts or messages for my listeners and my students? There is any last thoughts. There is a key to all of this, right? Because one person doesn't have all of the answers, right? I can give you a, a, a look into a different, a different way of living, but we are all unique and we all have different experiences, which brings us to unique conclusions, like I said at the top. But do not ever be afraid to ask questions. If you want to get to know someone, it might be scary at first, but just sit down next to them and just start interacting with them. Even if you might not know how to start the conversation, Maybe, maybe during a school assignment, if you don't have assigned seating, maybe ask your teacher if you can go sit down next to that person, whoever might be with a disability or not, and just start mm-hmm. interacting with them and help, you know, talking about the assignment or the project or their favorite color or whatever it might be. Or Fortnite, that seems to be the Fortnite, thing. see, I'm with it and I should have brought it up. Um, <laughs> or Fortnite, like, like start that conversation and, and then go from there. Like there, there are so many ways to open a conversation beyond this, the, the typical um, what happened or hi, because sometimes even hi is difficult. So you can start a conversation with just a simple gesture. I like what you're doing there. If it's a creative project or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and that would be my biggest piece of advice. Just start the conversation because the conversation means the world to the other person. And again, I want to stress this is true with or without a disability. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everybody everybody likes to share themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like I've told my students that, like, um, we, you know, one of the things, and I, like, I feel, um, and people would be surprised, people that know me well, like, I am a little more introverted, like, naturally. Mm-hmm. And I've had to really work at being extroverted. And, um, and I've learned that just simply asking people about themselves really um, is helpful when making connections. Absolutely. And so um, just, just anything like people really like it when you, when um, you're asked a question about yourself and plus it's like a nice um, icebreaker because you know, you should probably know yourself very well. And here, one, one final thing that I will say is if you are afraid of the answer, figure out why you're afraid of the answer first, because if the answer is going to make you not want to continue the conversation, it's better to work that out 
within yourself first and then open up the the conversation later if that makes sense so so for example if you're going up to someone with a disability and you want to find out what happened but you don't know how to ask that and here i go using the very question i said not to use but everyone here gets the point you you ask them (laughs) you know why are you using a wheelchair and then they say oh, I, I just, I was, I was born this way. And then you go, oh, okay. And then you walk the other direction. That makes the person in the wheelchair, for example, very uncomfortable mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, right? Now, now what I like to do, right, is um, if someone asks me that and I give them the answer, I was born this way, I lighten it up and say, I was like, I take it from Lady Gaga. I was born this way. She says it best, right? <laughs> and just like bring it into and like, oh, you like Lady Gaga? I'm like, yeah, some songs get stuck in my head. And then you just de- deviate the conversation, just change the conversation, right? Yeah. So just so just remembering that there is a person. 100 percent there. There is a person there. That is exactly right. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, this has been excellent, Daniel. I am so glad we did this. Um, and so can you just um, kind of say where people can find you if they would like to know more about you? Absolutely. So the podcast is uh, Crippled Opinion. I will say that my episodes are kind of like a 50-50 split. Um, some episodes might be for a more mature audience, just as an FYI, but I do properly mm-hmm. mark them. So if you're under a certain age, you won't find them anyway. But most of the episodes you guys will be able to listen to if you're interested if you want to connect with me um, outside of the show, you can find me on Instagram at Daniel Spiva Official or on Twitter at D Spiva, that's S P I V A, or on Facebook, uh, Daniel Spiva Official. Okay. All right. This has been fantastic. So I'm going to let you go and you have a great night. You too. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some kind of awesomeness from my episode today. If you need even more awesome, check out my website with a brand new name. It's www.yourdailydoseofawesomepodcast.com where you can find links to all of my episodes and links to the products that I mention on the show. You can also join my Facebook group by searching Your Daily Dose of Awesome. I'm also on Instagram at Your DD of Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at Cindy Liming. Cindy is spelled C-Y-N-D-I and Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. Have an awesome week.